Welcome to Genesis Life Center. Our vision statement is every destiny has a beginning. We are a ministry called to encourage and inspire the body of Christ to use their gifts and talents to do work of the ministry wherever they are called to. Our mission is to provide individuals with the tools to become agents of change and messengers of God. Our motto is you are not an accident waiting to happen, but a destiny being fulfilled. Our pastors are Ben and Dee Adekubi. We are here in person and online. Just look up Genesis Life Center and join in every Sunday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. how sweet the sound father we thank you for your amazing grace we thank you father God that we are a product of grace that we can stand here because of your grace and your mercy and your faithfulness daddy as we go into your word this afternoon this morning I ask for your presence oh God I ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with us, to abide with us, and to guide us into all truths, and to set us free. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, didn't she do well? Didn't uh, Kennedy do well? Come on, we can do better than that. Didn't she do well? We want to thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Today we are here in church or online. I want to thank God for those who are here in person and also for those who are online. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here to worship and to just connect together and serve God and hear what God has to say. But I want to ask you a question, those who are here in person and those who are online. Have you ever thought to yourself, how did I get here? Does anybody ever have that, you know, when you think to yourself, how did I get here? How am I here in this country, married, still have my kids, still have my right mind? How am I still alive? How am I still standing despite all that I've gone through? How am I still walking? Sometimes I, you know, have you ever thought about how am I still breathing? How am I still living? People often ask me and they say to me, Pastor D, how did you raise six kids? And, you know, you, and your kids are great and your kids are amazing. I'm like, you haven't been in my house. I, you know, I often get people asking me, how did you do it? How did you, how did your kids turn out so well? I can't even cope with one. I can't even cope with the two that I have. I can't even cope with the three that I have. How are you still married after 27 years and I am in my fifth year or my sixth year and I want a divorce? I get a lot of people coming to me in the church and just wanting to talk and ask them for advice and... And they say, Pastor D, how do you keep going despite all the setbacks and all the challenges that you keep facing? And, you know, and all the things that keeps happening around the world. How are people still standing? How are we still alive? One of the questions people ask me a lot is, how are you still standing? How are you still going? How are you still preaching? How are you still smiling? with everything that is going on. How are you still helping people when they turn their backs? Is it okay if I, be real, if I preach a real message this morning? Is that okay? Is it okay if I become vulnerable this morning? Because I believe that there's something that we can all learn this morning from being transparent and from being vulnerable. It's okay? There's no judgment in the house. You see, there are days that I want to quit doing ministry. That I want to leave the city and just run back to England or just go somewhere else. There are days when I can't even get out of bed. And the depression sinks in and takes over my mind and my thoughts. Replains over and over again like a broken record. Things that I've heard or things that people have said. There are days when, <laughs> can you believe it? Then I'm so lonely. The loneliness can be overwhelming, even with my family around and people around me. Am I talking to anybody here today? And I have to fight just to stay connected. There are days when self-pity takes a stronghold on my mind and my emotions. And I get to the edge of the cliff of my mind and my thoughts. And the voice of the enemy is telling me to jump. Nobody cares. Quit. 
Nobody will miss you. Nobody, everybody will be happy. Walk away from it all. Then a friend of mine shows up. The Bible says, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our fears and sins he bears. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Then a friend shows up and holds me and speaks to my spirit and tells me, D, you can do this. Every day my friend shows up and brings me what I need to get through the day, to get through another heartache to get through another disappointment, to get through another feeling of rejection and frustration. So when people ask me, Pastor D, how are you doing it? How do you keep going? I remember one time my son, Sam, was playing a game and he was in a massive accident. You know, he had a massive injury on the, on the pitch. And I mean, I wasn't watching. I don't like to watch his games because I always feel like I'm going to jinx it. Or something is going to happen. But this particular game, you know, something happened and his, uh, his finger, all the bones came out because he got hurt. And he had been trying to reach me. And I remember I was sitting at the back there. And he couldn't reach me because we were in church. He was in the hospital. And so his girlfriend was like, you know, calling. I'm like, we're in church. I'm in the middle of the praise and worship. And then she sent me a picture that, of his finger. What had happened? His bones had come out from some kind of an accident, you know, accident on the pitch. I got that picture, I looked at it, and then I, that was the time that, you know, I don't know who it was, and said, you know, please let's welcome the woman of God to come and preach the message. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to go up there and preach a message. And my son is in hospital and he's in pain, and I'm seeing a picture. So I was trying to gather my thoughts and gather my mind. I'm like, all I can do is just pray, God, into your hands, I commit him right now. Let me go preach and then I'll come back and then I'll, and I'll see what I can do. So when people ask me and they say to me, how do you keep going? The answer is very, very, it's very difficult. I want to talk to somebody here today. It's very, very di difficult to show up every day and just see how things are going. And yet, it's very simple, man of God. How do you keep going? It's very simple. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, those who are here watching me, who are watching me and those who are listening online, who are watching online, it's not how, but it's who. Am I talking to somebody here today? It's not how do you keep going. It's not how do you keep facing it. It's who. It's not how do you do it, but who does it? And so today I want to share how and who keeps me going every day, even when I don't want to get up and get out of bed. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 24, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I used it for finishing the work I signed to me. Can I say that everybody has an assignment? 
to me unless I finish it, unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The works of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Somebody said the wonderful grace of God. Come on, talk with me, church. The wonderful grace of God. The ESV version says to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. My life is all about testifying to the gospel of the grace of God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, today I want to talk about God's amazing grace. God's what? God's amazing grace. I want to introduce you to God's amazing grace. You see, we sing that song, you know, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. But do you truly understand God's amazing grace? What is grace? There are so many ways to, to describe God's amazing grace. Some say grace is the help God gives us because God desires us to have it. Not for what we have done or what we are, what we or who we are. We haven't earned it. It's just from God. Grace is unmerited. You don't deserve it. You can do nothing to earn it. Kindness and favor of God. Grace is the ability given to a people who do not deserve another chance or a genesis. Can I get a witness? Grace. Grace is the spirit of God. Grace. Is the presence of God. And can I tell you that grace is God himself. Grace is the spirit of God. It is the presence of God. And it is God himself. There are many things we do not know about God's amazing grace today. And so today I pray that God will open our eyes. And give us the spirit of understanding. And give us the revelation to know, to understand, and to apply to our lives. Grace is somebody who has walked with me for over 40 years. Grace is the spirit of God that has walked with me for over 40 years. Grace is the presence of God that has walked with me for over 40 years. And can I tell you the first thing about the grace of God is that grace is a gift from God. Amen. Grace is what? Is a gift from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God. Grace is a gift that comes from God. Not as a result of your work so that no one can boast about it. You can't boast about what you do not what you do not deserve. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 to 24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by what? His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 5 verse 15 says, But the free gift, somebody say free gift. 
The free gift is not, is not like the trespass. For if many died through one, one man's trespass, much more as the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. God's amazing grace is the gift that none of us deserve. It's the gift that we've never earned. No matter how much you work for it, you can never earn it. And God sends us that grace to save us, to restore us, and to give us a future. Without this gift, without the, gra the gift of grace, many of us would not be here today. I wouldn't be standing here today. You are here because of the gift of grace. You are here because of the gift of grace. You are here because of the gift of grace. We are all here because of what? The gift of grace. Every day God gives us a new beginning. It gives us another chance. It gives us a genesis. That is why the Bible says that salvation is through grace. Ladies and gentlemen, grace saves. Somebody say grace saves. Come on, talk to me, church. Grace saves. Come on, church. Grace does what? Grace saves. Grace, it was the grace of God that saved me. It is the grace of God that saved you. It is the grace of God that can save as many that call out unto him. Grace saves. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2 verse 11, for the grace of God has done what? Appeared. Bringing what? Come on, bringing what? For all people, not just a few. All people. The grace of God has appeared and it brings salvation to as many people that call upon his name. The Bible says they shall be saved. Ephesians chapter 4, chapter 2, verse 4 to 5 says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By what? By what? By grace you have been saved. It's not your, it's not, not your talent, not your gift. The fact that Kennedy can sing doesn't mean it's going to save her. The fact that Ramona can play the keyboard doesn't mean that's going to save her. The fact that you, are, you have a million followers on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, it doesn't mean it's going to save you. The fact that you have all of the degrees, you have a master, you have a PhD, you have, you have every degree under the earth, it doesn't mean it can save you. It, it, it is nothing. By grace you have been what? By grace you have been what? It is the grace of God. It is the grace of God. How many of you are, you know, you are here because of the grace of God? Come on, how many of you have been saved by the grace of God? You know you don't deserve another chance. You know that every day you keep messing up, you keep screwing up, but grace keeps coming and saving you every time you call upon the Lord. Some of us were heading in the path of an oncoming car and grace saved us. Some of us were about to collide with death. 
We had an appointment with death, but grace showed up. Amen. Some of you, you were about you, they were about to commit you into a mental institution, but who showed up? Somebody, somebody here, you were desperate and you cried out unto the Lord for help. And God sent who? He sent grace. Grace showed up. Grace heard your cry for help. Grace came and grace freed you. Even when you didn't deserve the help. Grace showed up. Grace showed up. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us richly. Not sparingly, but richly through Jesus Christ. So that being justified by faith, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Grace saved me and made me an heir of salvation. Grace saved you. And that's why you can come into the house of the Lord today and you can worship. Grace saved you. That's why you are still alive and you are not seven foot under. Am I talking to anybody this morning? If not for God's amazing grace, which saved many of us, we wouldn't be sitting here today. We wouldn't be where we are today. Many of us would have lost our jobs. We would have lost our health. Many of you would have lost your marriages. You would have lost your children. You would have lost your very life. If not for grace, if not for God's amazing grace, do you believe that God saved you, that grace saved you this morning? Do you believe that the amazing, that God's amazing grace is what saved you and is what keeps saving you? Once you receive that gift and it saves you, Grace now sets you free. He does what? It sets you free. It sets you free. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 14. It says, for sin will have no dominion over you. Since you are not under the law but under grace. Once grace saves you, sin has no more what? Dominion over you. Sin will have no dominion over you since we are not under the law, but we are under what? We are under the grace of God. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 12, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us, teaching us, educating us, equipping us to renounce what? Come on, to renounce what? ungodliness anything that is not holy the grace of God is there to train you how to renounce it how to walk away from it to renounce worldly pleasures worldly passions what passions do you have in your body that the grace of God cannot train you to overcome and to live self-controlled now I gotta stop and say something here when I read that scripture that 
The grace of God can train us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. I was like, God, does that include Tim Hortons? You're going to train me to live self-controlled. And I tried it. Now, it did take me a while, but I did get there. It did take me, a, you know, you don't know how much of an addiction you have until you have to fast or you have to stop doing something. You don't know how much you're addicted to your phone until you forget your phone and you're running late for an interview, but you still go back for your phone. Or you're running late for church and you're like, ah, I need my phone. Or you're running late for a meeting. You don't know how addicted you are to something until you don't have it. But the Bible says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce, to walk away from anything that is not godly, any worldly passion, and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age today august the 8th 2021 the grace of god is there to train me to be able to say yes to god and no to my own pleasures and romans chapter 5 verse 20 says now the law came in to increase the trespass but where sin increased what is there what is where what is there now do you remember when i said that grace is god himself grace is the presence of god grace is the spirit of god it says well where that where sin increased grace the presence of god much more abounds god is ever there when you think that you have no self-control, it's because you're still leaning onto your own desires and you're not leaning onto God. Trust me, I battle it every day. Through God's amazing grace, God overlooked what we deserved and gave us what we did not deserve. Through God's amazing grace, God gave us what we deserved and God did not give us. God gave us what we did not deserve and he didn't give us what we deserve. Not only does grace saves us, but grace also frees us and breaks every chain of bondage. God's amazing grace can bring you freedom wherever you need freedom. Bible says it changes us to, re to renounce. The grace of God is there to train you like a soldier to say no every time sin appears to you. The grace of God is there to train you. D, say no. Come on, girl. Stay no. Come on, stand up. Say no. Every time you want to give in and do your own thing and the spirit of God is pulling you one way, the grace of God is there to train you and say, girl, stand up straight. God's amazing grace is there to bring freedom, is there to free, to free us, to overcome, to be overcomers, to set the captives free. And I'm here to tell you today, church, 
that no matter what you are going through, no matter what challenges you're facing, no matter what it is, the God's amazing grace can free you from anything and everything. Amen. God's amazing grace can deliver you from any bondage and every bondage. Every stronghold, the grace of God can deliver you from it. Every bondage, the grace of God can deliver you from it. Every sin that has imprisoned you, the grace of God can deliver you from it. God's amazing grace can free you from it all. Let me tell you that grace can deliver you from pornography. Grace can deliver you from depression. Grace can deliver you from suicidal thoughts. Grace can deliver you from self-harm. Grace can deliver you from drugs, addiction, alcoholism, sexual immorality. No matter what it is you are struggling with, guess what can deliver you? Grace can deliver you from gambling. Whatever has a hold on you. God's amazing grace has the power to save and to set free. Amen. God's amazing grace has the power to do what? To save and to do what? Set free. And you know what else? People don't realize this. But God's amazing grace can deliver you from every form of guilt. God's amazing grace can deliver you from every shame. God's amazing grace uh, can deliver you from every condemnation, every judgment, no matter what it is. If God doesn't condemn you, why should you condemn yourself? God's amazing grace is a gift to you to get up every day and keep going. God's amazing grace, I know a friend desperate to have children desperate to have children and every month when her period comes she says pastor d ah oh, i can't face it and i say grace is there tap into the grace tap into the grace another month tap into the grace Grace will carry you through. Grace will help you. Grace is, up, is, a, is, very, is there with you every minute, every step of the way. God's amazing grace. God's amazing what? Come on church, God's amazing what? Come on, God's amazing what? Pastor Ben, that grace is available to everyone and anybody. Brother Daniel, the grace of God will not judge you based on what you've done, on who you are. Instead, it will, it will clean you up, save you and deliver you and use you. Can I tell you something? The grace of God doesn't care about your sexual orientation, your gender identification and all of that. The grace of God will come, come into you, do a working in you, a regeneration in you, 
will sanctify you, will set you free, deliver you, so that you can be whom God created you to be. I hear people saying they're struggling, you know, that they're struggling with their identity. You need to come under the grace of God. I hear people saying they're struggling with their sexuality. You need to come, connect with the grace of God. The grace of God knows who you are before you are even formed in your mother's womb. The grace of God. Before your mother and your father got together, the grace of God knew who you will be. The Bible says, you know, God has a plan for you. But the enemy will come in distorted, you know, dis, you know, disengage you from your true identity. But I tell you, I tell people, I don't care who you are. When you, you, can, you can come into the church, homosexual, gay, whatever it is. But when, you, when, you, when the grace of God gets you, God will clean you up. God will save you and God will use you for his glory. Grace can deliver. Grace can restore what the enemy has distorted. Grace can do it. You come under the grace of God. He'll set you free. He'll deliver you. He'll save you. And he'll make you whole. Am I talking here? When we don't know what to do, God's amazing grace is there to help us. When we don't know who to turn to, God's amazing grace is there to help. That is why grace helps. In our time of weaknesses, grace helps. When you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, grace is there to help you. When you don't know how to deal with that situation, grace is there to help you. When you are at a, at a lost, at you, when, you are, when your back is in, against the wall and when you are lost, when you are confused, when you feel like throwing in the towel, grace is there to help you. To help you. When you've, gone, when you've done all you know to do and you don't know what else to do and there are so many voices telling you, giving you direction, giving you instructions, telling you do it this way, do this, do it that way, do it this way. Grace, when you call upon God and you say, God, I need your help. He sends grace to help you. He sends grace to help you. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of what? You see when I said that God, grace is God? Draw near to the throne of God, to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find what? Grace to help in the times of need. When you need help, you, rather than draw away from God and try to do it in your own power, rather than try going everywhere and everywhere and turning to everyone looking for solution, draw closer to God. One thing we forget is that when we are down is when we're supposed to draw closer to God, not draw away. When we're overwhelmed is when we're supposed to get deeper 
into our relationship with God, not withdraw. The more you withdraw, the more you are leaving the shadow of the Almighty, the covering of God, and you're trying to do it in your own power. There's nothing we can achieve in our own strength. You can find grace to help you in your time of need. Hebrews 12 verse 15 says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. Don't fail in your attempt to hold on to the grace of God. Don't fail. Don't give up. Don't lose the ability to obtain, to hold on to the grace of God. Hold on to it like never before. Stronger than you hold on to your friends. Stronger than you hold on to your own self-will and your own abilities. Obtain the grace of God. When you draw near to God in humility, he will give you his grace. When you strive to obtain grace, when you feel like, I need to hold on to this grace. I, if I let go, I'm going to sink. He'll be there to help. Amen? He'll be there to do what? Let me ask you a question. What is it that you are striving to do? What business deal are you trying to make? What career are you focusing on? What are you trying to do by yourself? What are you struggling with? What addiction are you trying to overcome? What fear are you trying to face? So many people are troubled by so many things. They can't sleep at night. They toss and turn all night. Today, church, I want to tell you that God's amazing grace is here to help you. It's here to give you peace. It's here to help you. You can find grace to help you in time of need. If you draw near to God, you will obtain the grace. If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, you will find that grace to overcome whatever it is, to face that challenge, to be able to turn that business around. Somebody say grace. Come on, somebody say grace. We're talking about God's amazing grace this morning. God's amazing grace that, that can overcome anything and everything. Every day, it is the grace of God that wakes me up. I have to call upon the grace of God and say, God, I need your grace for another day. I need your grace. I need your grace. I need your grace. I need your grace. I need your presence. I need your Holy Spirit. I need you this morning. Whatever the enemy has in store for me today, I need your grace to overcome it. Every morning, my prayer is God, fill me with grace. Fill me with grace for another day, for another battle. Fill me with grace to face this challenge. Sometimes, even before I get out of bed, I would have received so many text messages in the nighttime. And by then I look at my phone in the morning, I'm like, God, give me the grace. Give me the grace.
Grace. Grace. Grace. Grace. Grace. Somebody say God's amazing grace. Come on, God's amazing grace. God's amazing grace. God's amazing grace empowers and strengthens. December last year, my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer. And I remember getting the news and I almost crumbled because he's my dad and it's not something, it's not news you want to hear. And I went and I, I just, I was just crying and bawling and crying and I couldn't stop crying for days and days and days and because he needed urgent treatment. He needed urgent treatment and we were trying to figure out how do we, how do we, you know, do this. And being the oldest abroad, the burden was upon me, along with my sisters and my brother and my family back in Nigeria. But the burden was upon me and also being daddy's favorite. <laughs> the burden was upon me to try and get him the treatment that he needed. And I remember we had to, I called a few of my doctor friends here in Calgary. And I said, I need a, we need a doctor in Nigeria and a hospital for dad to get, you know, emergency treatment and surgery. And, you know, they give, I, you know, a number of people gave me a few names. And we began to pray, we began to fast. And I was calling all these doctors, interviewing them here in Calgary, in Nigeria. And as soon as they heard that I'm calling from Canada... You know, and that we were paying from everything from here. All the payments were like triple and quadruple. And it was such a mess. And also because it was a week before Christmas to try and get him into a hospital. Apparently, people, everybody's away. They're getting ready for Christmas. But I remember the stress my entire family went through. I couldn't even tell my kids. I remember the strain on my siblings trying to raise millions of naira over Christmas to pay for hospital treatments. And then I remember that every day I had to, you know, come to church. Every day I have to be ministering. And, you know, I had conferences and programs and things. And I was just like, God, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I keep going? How do I keep smiling? It was grace. It was grace. It was the grace and the mercy of God. Grace came and grace empowered my family. It empowered and strengthened us to be able to go through all of this. Grace raised up people that supported us financially. Grace raised up people that were praying for my dad. Grace carried us through it all. And I want to tell you, no matter what you go through, no matter what battle you face, no matter the challenge in your life, hallelujah, my PowerPoint is not working. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what it is, the grace of God is there to empower you and to strengthen you for another day. Amen. To strengthen you for another day. To strengthen you for, to face whatever challenge comes your way. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. I said, God, I don't want grace. I just want my dad to be fine. 
says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weaknesses our weaknesses where we didn't know which hospital we could we could you know get him into so there was a doctor that i interviewed thank god for my our friend dr Peppel. every day i was you know bombarding him he was giving me questions to ask and this particular doctor said, oh, I can do the surgery in, in, in a couple of days. And then they said, okay, do you have, what equipments do you have? Oh, I have everything. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, only for us to find out that he's not even licensed. And he was like, just put the money in my, just pay the money in my account. Because he saw our desperation. Only to discover that he wasn't even licensed. He couldn't even do the surgery. He didn't have whatever. He didn't have all of the tools. But he was like, I can do it. I can do it. Don't worry. I have everything. But I had a list of questions I needed to ask him. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. For my power is made perfect in your weaknesses. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Grace empowers you. Grace gives you the power to overcome whatever challenge you are facing. Amen? Grace is the power of God to overcome anything in life. Hebrews 13 verse 9 says, For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by what? It is a good thing to, for your heart to be strengthened by grace. Because when the doctor you know, brings another result, and you're like, how are we going to overcome this one? Your heart is strengthened by the grace of God. Ah, now we, we got this. After we paid that, you know, that, you know, we paid that surgery, then we now have to pay for all of these, you know, subsequent treatments. And then my dad got sick after surgery in the hospital. How'd you get sick in a hospital? Because there was mosquitoes everywhere. And there was no, there was no nets, there was no AC, there was nothing. Grace toughens you. Grace strengthens your heart to be able to keep going, amen? To be able to keep going, to having done all to stand, to stand there for. It is the grace of God that strengthens you. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. When, when I feel low, when I am discouraged, when I don't know what to do, I call upon God's amazing grace and he comes and he strengthens me. When people use you, man of God, when people abuse you, man of God, when people take you for granted, God's amazing grace is there to empower you and strengthen you to keep serving. It is the grace of God. You see, we all look so beautiful. I look at all these amazing, beautiful people. And I, God showed me something recently. It said behind all of those smiles, all of those faces, people are struggling. People are facing challenges. 
And it is my grace that is keeping them standing. It is my grace that is covering them so that their shame is not revealed. It is my grace that is strengthening them so that the enemy doesn't take full advantage of them. You see, when you look around people and you're like, you know, I, you have to see that beyond them, beyond the smile, beyond the beautiful way that they look, grace is what's holding them together. Am I talking to somebody? You look at a marriage and you think that marriage is so perfect. Grace is what's keeping that marriage together. You look at a child and you're like, oh, your child is this, your child is fantastic, your child is perfect. Grace is what's keeping that child with you. Somebody say, God's amazing grace. God's amazing grace is what's working for each and every one of us every day. God's amazing grace, it's what's keeping us afloat. God's amazing grace, it's what's, it's the staples that is keeping everything in place. The safety pin that is holding everything up. The songwriter says, where would I be? If not for your grace, where would I be if it wasn't because of your, your grace that carries me every day? Where would you be? Where would you be? Where would you be? Where would you be? Where would you be, church? Think about it. Just think about it. Where would you be without God's amazing grace? It is God's amazing grace that empowers and strengthens you to fight for your marriage, to fight for your children, to fight for your health. It's God's amazing grace that shows you what is ahead. And God says, girl, you can do it. It's God's amazing grace that strengthens your weaknesses, that builds you up with the word of faith and enables you to keep standing and to keep rising. Even though I fall seven times, I would do what? You're not rising. It's not, it's not you rising. It is the grace of God that raises you up. Somebody say grace. Come on, somebody say grace. 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 That one says grace enables. Grace enables. What has God called you to do, woman of God? Grace will enable you. What dream do you have for yourself, for your family? Grace will enable you. What is your God-given passion and desire? Grace will enable you. What is the, the plan or the blueprint for your future, for your family? Guess what? Grace can enable you to achieve them. Amen? 
grace can enable you. The Bible says that Stephen was full of grace. He was full of grace and power and was doing great wonders among as great wonders and signs among the people. If you are full of God's grace, you can do great wonders. Bible says, Jesus says, greater works than this you will do. You can only do that if you are full of what? Stephen, full of grace, was, only able, was able to do great wonders and signs amongst the people because of the grace of God that was upon his life. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Make you full of grace. So that you have all sufficiency. You never run out of grace. So that you can abound in every good work. If you are full of grace, you can abound in every good work. Where do you get the courage to keep doing what you're doing? Where do you get the strength, the stamina... To keep doing what you're doing. It's the grace of God, church. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Let me close with this. There are so many things that I can share about the amazing grace of God. Every day I'm learning about him. I'm learning about this amazing grace. I'm learning about the spirit of God. I'm learning about the presence of God. I'm learning about the grace that is a gift to me. I'm learning about the grace that saves, the grace that frees. I'm learning about the grace that empowers, that strengthens, that enables me. I'm learning about it all day, every day. And I came to the conclusion, Romans 5, 1 to 2 says, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace. Into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of all glory. In hope of the glory of God. If you think you have no grace... Faith can give you the access to grace. If you lack grace, if you think that you don't have the grace to keep going, can I tell you something today as, a live, as someone that lives it every day? If you have faith, it will give you the access into the grace you're looking for. If you think that, ah, I can't do it. No, I can't forgive. No, I can't go back. No, 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 no. Oh, I, you know, I can't. I'm too addicted. It's because you haven't accessed the faith. You haven't accessed the grace of God through faith. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. Through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of work, so that no one can boast. Ah, you know, I'm good. I can do it by myself. I can do bad all by myself. You can't do nothing by yourself. 
It's the grace that God, that it's the grace of God in you working through you. And when you feel like your tank is empty, you can access grace again by faith. You can access grace again by faith. There is so much more to God's amazing grace. Whatever weight you are carrying, let grace take it off you. That child or that relationship that you are having difficulty with, can I ask you, let grace take over. Let grace handle it. That sickness or that disease that you are facing, let grace strengthen you through it. The amazing grace of God is for everyone and anyone whose society says does not deserve it. But God says you do. The last seven months, grace has carried my family through my dad's chemotherapy. And today I stand to testify that it is all finished. It is all finished. It is all done. There's no more cancer in his body. Everything has been removed. Everything has been cleaned up. The last seven, eight months, Grace has carried us as a family. Grace, every time they call and they say, oh, we need another, you know, and, you know we need you know, more money. We need to get this. We need to get that. And my siblings will be calling and say, Auntie Diola, we need to do this. I'm like, I have no dime. Grace comes to our rescue. Grace comes to our rescue. And I spoke to my dad yesterday and, I, and, and he said, it is finished. That's it. No more. I said, God, I thank you. I thank you because your grace was sufficient for us. For in our weaknesses, your grace was, was our strength. I want to tell you that no matter what it is that you are battling, no matter what it is you're facing, and you're smiling and nobody knows what you're going through, God knows what you're going through. God knows the challenges you're facing. My husband and I, we face millions of challenges but we rise up every day, we put the makeup on, we put the lipstick on, and we come and we say, praise the Lord, it is the grace of God. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Isn't it grace that's carrying you? Isn't it grace that's carrying this beautiful couple over there? Isn't it grace that's carrying your family? Isn't it grace that's carrying you, man of God? Isn't it grace that's carrying your family at the back there? God's amazing grace will never leave you nor forsake you. When you feel like, I'm done. <laughs> it's good to be done. When you feel like, I'm done, I don't have what it takes anymore. It's good because that means your flesh can get out of the way. And grace can come in. God's amazing grace is available to everybody this morning. Grace to fight another battle. Grace to keep going forward, to never give up. Grace to overcome those negative voices and to keep pressing on. Grace to not give in. 
grace to say, we're going to try it again. We're going to try it again. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. blind but now I see my chains are gone my chains are gone I've been set free come on rise up on your feet so many challenges can I ask you just to tap into the grace of God this morning ask God for grace come on ask God for grace you're facing many battles you're facing many obstacles you're facing many trials and tribulations go ahead and say God God I need your grace God I need your grace come on go ahead and ask for grace ask for grace this morning wherever you are whatever you're going through grace is available for you grace can set you free grace can deliver you grace can free you grace can heal you grace can restore you grace can strengthen you grace can empower you this morning oh the unending love of god amazing grace of god 
Daddy, fill this house with grace. Daddy, fill your people with grace. Daddy, we need more grace. We need your grace. We need your presence. We need your favor. We need your kindness. We need your spirit. Daddy, we need your grace to, to get up and fight this battle. We need your grace to face this Goliath. We need your grace to overcome this addiction. We need your grace to overcome, to, open, to be overcomers. We need your grace, oh God, not to give in, not to give up, not to throw in the towel. We need your grace, oh God. We need your grace this morning. Every time the enemy whispers into my ears, quit, give up, give in, throw in the towel. I remember how far grace has brought me. And grace reminds me, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the plans that I have for you. They are of good and not of evil to give you a hope and to give you a future. See, the, where you are right now isn't the future. Where you are right now isn't your present, isn't where God is going to end it. Where you are right now is just a bus stop. It's a transition. And if grace has brought you this far, why would grace leave you now? If grace has carried you this far, thus far, why would grace now abandon you and let you go the rest by yourself. There is a poem that talks about the footprints. Every time I saw two sets of prints in the sand. But during the challenging times, during the tough times, during the times when my heart was breaking, when things were so bad, why is it that I only saw one set of prints? And God said, that was when I carried you. That was when... I took over. That was when my grace stepped in. So the footprints you see, they are not yours. They are grace. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we need the grace of God. Without the grace of God, many of us would have committed suicide. Many of us would have divorced. Many of us would have walked away from our marriages. Many of us would have walked away into the desert and never to return. The reason why people lose hope, they lose faith, is because they're trying to do it by themselves. It is a grace of God. It's not in your own strength, it's not in your own power. You can only achieve so much by yourself. So why don't you let go, let, get out of the way, and let grace take over. Let grace take over. Let grace take over. Raise up your hands and say, God, I need grace. My family needs grace. I need grace. I need grace for this business. Come on, raise up your hands and say, God, I need grace this morning. Your grace is sufficient for me. Let me, let me find sufficiency in your grace. Oh, Lord God, let your grace empower me. Let your grace strengthen me. I need grace this morning. Let grace work for me. Let grace work for me. Fill me with your grace, oh God. Fill me up with your grace, oh God. Fill me with your grace, oh God. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it alone. I need grace.
I need grace. I need grace every day. I need grace. I need that unmerited, undeserved. I need that mercy. I need grace. 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 My grace will carry you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace will work for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining our online church. To connect with us, please go to our website, genesislifecenter.com. Please follow us on social media. On Facebook, you can find us under Genesis Life Center. On YouTube, you can find us under Genesis Life Center 01. On Instagram, Genesis Life Center. And on Twitter, Genesis Life Cent. Thank you.